Okay, continuing on with the reading of Chittakash Gita. Welcome back. Today is episode 21, I believe. Um, and over the past week, uh, it's become clear to me that, yes, indeed, the best translation really is the one I just found. <clears throat> uh, the translation of Chittakash Gita by M.P. Pandit of Sri Aurobindo Ashram, and in the book called Voice of the Self, published in 1962 in India by P. Ramanath Pai, and that will be the base text that I use. Then I will, you can also find that on the link from the archive.org stream, Voice of Self, Swami Nityananda, uh, which has the complete text of the PDF in text form, not perfectly written out, but good enough. Then <clears throat> the secondary and tertiary uh, versions that I'll use will be what appears to be Captain Hatengi's version. I think it came out in Nitya Sutras, Nitya Sutras from Rudra Press, Rudrananda's group, uh, much later. And it's not nearly the same. But it doesn't. It, it's a little bit excessive, <laughs> and then, um, it, but there's some useful clarifications, or its translation serves to clarify some of what Voice of the Self translations of the particular verses um, leave a bit questionable. Uh, then, uh, tertiary, third level translation is uh, from that site, ebdeer.net, which claims to be directly <laughs> a translation, the same Voice of the Self translation. However, it's not. It's nearly the same. Uh, for some reason, uh, translators <laughs> seem to love uh, personalizing more than they love truth. And I think that's probably applicable to 3D souls in general here. They love personalizing and making their own, and making their own statements socially of uh, a product that they've made their own than universal truth or accuracy. If, if the original text is, uh, has the blessing of Nityananda himself, why do we need another translation, <laughs> even other than the personalizing ambitions or the ambitions of a personalizing translator? Hmm, wonder wonder why. You know, you can say, why am I doing this? Am I personalizing? Well, uh, my personalizing is seeking universal truth. That's why I use multiple multiple versions of translations of, of Pali Suttas and Nityananda <clears throat> and multiple sources and multiple traditions like transpersonal psychology and the raw material and Advaita Vedanta and Pali Buddhism and Ramana Maharshi and Nityananda and Zhuangzi and Lao Tzu and Zhuang, you know, <laughs> Kung Fu Tzu. Kung Fu Tzu is Confucius and Taoism is Lao Tzu, Zhuangzi. Because I'm looking for universal truth and um, not sectarian uh, membership. Uh, nor, uh, my, nor, nor something like this is Scott's work. My work is to present the best of their work, which is at best universal truth that universal principles of, um, like I was just saying, 
there is one work for beings in the octave. That's called Complete Perfection Transformation of the Seven Rays. That's the work. Uh, that is perfection of my body spirit. That is first evolution uh, to sixth density or settlement in <clears throat> Atmanic consciousness unity. And uh, that's not the end of the path. Then one merges with the Logos or leaves the octave. Just, I think, as Gautama said in different words, and the raw material and the Vedantins show in their own language, in their own words. So with that spirit, uh, I think that the translation from M.B. Pandita in the original text of Voice of the Self from 62 is best. <clears throat> and I want to um, simply read, before we jump back to verse 1, uh, I want to read comment that uh, the original publisher, P. Ramanath Pai, said of this translation. He said, this is page uh, 10 and 11, or X and X, uh, X1, in the um, one of the introductions, or one of the uh, publisher's uh, notes to be the beginning of the book. <clears throat> the publisher is deeply grateful to Sri M. P. Pandit of Sri Aurobindo Ashram Pondicherry, who so kindly undertook and successfully completed the task of translation of this great work as a labor of love. Sri Pandit is well known in the religious and spiritual circles as a scholar and a sadhaka, meaning a practitioner, of repute and is an author of a number of books on sadhana, also practice, and philosophy and is therefore eminently qualified for this task. The work is uniformly clear, meaning his work, his translation lucid and faithful to the original text without losing its exquisite charm, profound meaning and pungent force of the original talks of the Master, and, no doubt, appears to have been inspired by the Master himself, meaning Nityananda. No doubt, indeed, for the Master himself spoke about the translation in progress at Pandacheri, meaning Sri Aurobindo's ashram, where... Uh, the translator M.P. Pandit was doing the work, through the, though, although this fact had not been communicated to him at that stage. So he knew it was in, in progress, and he seemed to commend it. And the translator, too, we learn, had a unique meeting with the Master in a brilliant form on a subtler plane. So M.P. Pandit must have uh, told the publisher or others that Nichinanda, in fact, came to him and uh, perhaps gave blessing or uh, authorization or affirmation <clears throat> during his work on the translation. So I want to go from the... Um, I want to go down the, the line with uh, a group of verses, and then I will reverse and... Um, basically uh, do some commentary and bring in the other translations. So I'm working from the PDF, actually, and I will be going page by page from the PDF. This is part one. This Voice of the Self version was not numbered other than parts, meaning each individual, each particular utterance or verse was not numbered. They're numbered um, in other versions. But it's interesting, he didn't number 
<clears throat> so I'm going to actually just read a couple of, well, I think what I'd like to do is maybe read three pages, and there are many verses, and then back up to do uh, bring in the alternate, alternate translations and do very brief commentary <clears throat> on the verses of the first three pages. So, Voice of the Self from um, translation by M.P. Pandit, part one, starts. The Yanin has no mind, meaning Manas, I think. His is the equal self. Neither sleep, dream, nor susupti, which means dreamless state, are his. So neither dream, neither sleep, dream, nor susupti, or dreamless sleep, are his. His is the eternal sleep. For him there is no sun or the moon as such. It is always sunrise. The light shines ill when the chimney, it actually is chimney lamp, when the chimney is sooted. The soot on the mind is to be removed. The next. The susumna is the sun. The ida is the moon. And the pingala is the star. And these are uh, the three main nadis or nerve channels. They're reading straight from the notes. <clears throat> the red, the blue, and the green in hue. So red is susumna or sun, the central channel central meridian up the spine, associated with the spine. It's, these are subtle energy nerves. So the susumna is the sun, red. The ida is the moon, blue, like water. And the pingala is the star or green. Where the three meet is the region of ether in the heart, hridayakash uh, or hridakash meaning heart space or heart field. Now, but that's actually not in the physical heart. It's, it's uh, in spirit, or <laughs> the heart in the head, it seems to me. In time is heard the sound of the bindu, like the harmonium, the drum, the fiddle, the ten sounds, in the head. The sound has no parts, it is whole. Next. Like camphor in the fire, the mind shall dissolve in the Atman. Separate from the shell, the dry coconut lolls audibly within. So too shall be separate the mind and the body. First the light, and in the blaze of that light is consumed all malformation. Draw the breath like water up the well. As the breath goes below, let go like pitcher into the well. Or, as the breath goes below, let go like pitcher, or letting go like a pitcher into the well. What is dropped is the soot. What is drawn is the breath of Om. And the breath of Om is truly the mind. I think by that it may mean buddhi. What is called the mind is indeed the jivatman. Only the locations are different. The jivatman is none other than the paramatman. Acquire knowledge. And what is knowledge? For the jivatman to know the mystery of paramatman. The paramatman is within the jivatman. 
To perceive the subtle within the gross is the real liberation. Replace the gross sleep by the subtle sleep. Sleep in the regulation of breath. Breath upward is like the hand of the clock. It turns within, from within. Then is the world seen within oneself. Even as the physical sky is seen in an earthen pot with water, so also is the subtle sky seen within oneself. Food cooked in a vessel of gold is eaten by the dog also, and what is cooked in the earthen vessel also is eaten by the dog. The light of the sun is reflected in salt water. So too it is seen all over in the tank on the hill. To see merely with the eye is of little use. It should be secured in hand. A tree flowers in abundance. The flower perishes, but not the tree. Like the flower is the course downward, like the tree is the central holding. There are sticks in plenty in the matchbox, but it is only when they are rubbed on its coated surface that there is fire. Mind, or manas, is the stick to be rubbed on the surface of buddhi to attain the freedom of jivanmukti. Give up notions of honor and pride. Give up also the sense of the body. To him who abandons both nothing remains. Or give up honor, give up notions. I'm going to read through this whole part. <laughs> That's it. That was the guidance. <clears throat> give up notions of honor and pride. Give up also the sense of the body. To him who abandons both, nothing remains. All is seen one in the being. The light universal and the light transcendent are one. Out of one plank are made the chair, the table, and the like. What is at the outset is the plank. Mind and self are the same for all. In the end, it is the same for all. Only at the moment their breath, thought, and movement differ. Or, only at the moment, their breath, thought, and movement differ. <clears throat> Page 4. Fire, air, water, and earth. These are common to all. All can have them. So too does the pump water flow to all, without distinction of Brahmin, Shudra, or children, meaning higher caste Brahmin or outcast Shudra or children. Press the sesamum, meaning sesame, of the manas into the mill of buddhi and extract the oil that is nectar. Buddhi is the king, manas the minister. The manas shall obey the buddhi. It is impossible to drive a horse carriage on a road crowded with five to six thousands of men. One has to go very cautiously. When one rides a cycle, his attention is on others, not on himself. To one who plunges fully, there is no shiver. One who has attained wholeness has no anger. The seed burnt in fire does not sprout. A lamp without oil 
is no lamp. The gaslight has no luster in the broad daylight. The sun alone lights up all the earth. Thus too, for mind is king, Buddhi is the minister. A tree without fruit has no grace. There is no effect without cause. To see light in darkness is the end. Darkness is ignorance, avidya. Light is knowledge, jnani. Perceive your true form in yourself. Arrive at your own home. What is borrowed shall be returned. The guru is one who can lead anyone from the jungle path to the royal road. There are two kinds of gurus. <clears throat> the guru who causes, the guru who effects. He who instructs is the former, meaning the guru who causes. The mind is the latter, meaning the guru who affects. One does not become a guru by another. Each is only the initial guru to the other, meaning the one who causes, who instructs. He who shows water in the well is such a guru. But he who dwells within all creatures pervading all is the, jadad, uh, the jag, uh, jagad guru, jagad guru, the guru of the universe. He who dwells within all creatures, pervading all, is the Jagat Guru, the Guru of the universe. What they call a Guru is only the body. The real Guru has no sandals on the feet, no rosary in the hands, neither does he proclaim Brahmajana, Brahmayana, meaning the wisdom or realization of Brahma, neither does he proclaim Brahmayana by mouth and give stone by hand. What he says is also what he does. First do yourself, then preach to others. He is a real guru who gives up the body sense as sapless, meaning um, like a tree without sap. There is none superior to the guru, no god higher than the guru. The guru is god, god is the guru. God may here mean Brahman. Guru here means the guru is finished with the octave. If the sugar on your palm is kept somewhere, its taste is not known. Only if it is eaten does the tongue come to know of it. Mere repetition of Rama, Krishna, Govinda, even for a thousand years, does not bring mukti. The mind must join. Cow's milk cannot be bitter. A stone secured in earth cannot speak. Visiting Kashi, Rameshwar, and other Shetras or holy places does not bring Mukti. What is important is to suspend the mind for a moment and deliberate in the way of Buddhi, meaning suspend the manas for a moment <clears throat> and deliberate in the way of Buddhi. Neither in stone nor in earth is the revelation. All is a delusion of the mind. Strenuous indeed is the effort, if this is not known. Page 6. To take human birth is the effect. To render back is the cause. Know the cause and effect. Know also the right and the wrong, and attain the state of peace. There is no house without a door. <clears throat> there is no warm water without fire. 
There is no fire without wind. How long can one live without food, without sleep? It is impossible to live even for five seconds without pranavayu, the breath of life. Prana meaning the intelligent energy, ultimately, or chi or ki. Pranavayu, wind, prana wind, the breath of life. The creation is dissolved into the vayu, blue of hue. Raja Yoga is the abode of the indivisible soul. Attain the one, and there are not the many. The partless is not within the part. To the knower, there is none ignorant. <clears throat> and to the ignorant, <clears throat> there is no knower. Even if all the little children beat their mother, she does not cast them away. So also, one should not move from the center of the glance of the guru. The mind shall not quiver in the sun, quiver like the sun's reflection in water. Water in the sea has no bounds, but the water in the lake is bounded. The mind shall stand still like water in the lake. Mind is the cause of both the good and the evil. By one's own thoughts one can be bad. By one's own thoughts one can be good also. God does neither good nor evil to anyone, for buddhi and jnana derive from the divine. Buddhi meaning discriminative, higher mind, intelligence, awareness, discernment, wisdom, and jnana as realization or wisdom, real, kind of gnosis of reality beyond selfhood or beyond, subject, beyond duality. For buddhi and jnana derive from the divine, even a bullet cannot harm one with good thought. Without yoga, there is no release from karma. Mere exterior embellishment without realizing the truth within does not eliminate the karma. Parasite! Away with outer ritual should you keep deceit within. What is in the mind shall be spoken. What is spoken shall be put into action. Do what you say and say what you do. Such one alone is a yani, a paramahansa, a yogi, a sannyasi. The sannyasi is he who gives up desire. One who gives up desire is the teacher. Do not eat what is served for someone else. Serve yourself on another plate. It is not that one has more and another has less. The faculties of thinking, the ear, the nose, the hands, eyes, are the same for all. There is no nose where the eye should be. What is done by the feet is done by the feet alone. What should be done by the hands cannot be done by the head. The head is an ocean of bliss, like Nityananda. The pranalinga, meaning energy um, phallus or energy rod, the pranalinga that is within it is the seat of liberation. This knowledge is not obtained from books, but directly in the head. The book is a fragment, the head is a whole. Page 8. The book has chapters, the head has one sole chapter. Books are for those who are not secured in knowledge, gnosis, jnani, jnana.
stable, eternal, and indivisible is Yana. When one is born, he is born with a head, not with a book. Neither while coming nor while departing is there the book. It is there only in the interregnum, meaning in the middle, before birth and death. Both at birth and at death, one is free. Maya comes in only at the middle. What exists everywhere in all the four directions is the indivisible one. What is there within it, limited, is the divisible, the many. And there's some question mark here, meaning some text was lost. Mud is not where water flows. All is clean. Ignorance is the mud. Bhakti and jnana, the water. Bhakti meaning devotion, jnana meaning realization or wisdom or knowledge, knowing, spiritual knowing, is the water. To give a little money or a little food is not bhakti. Bhakti is love. To give up duality and look on all with equality, that is bhakti. One without control of the breath is no yogi, no sannyasi. The boat cannot be steered without a rudder. If I am good, all is good. I should be good by myself. We drink the juice of sugarcane and throw away the rind. Similarly, this body is a dwelling. When it decays, we build another. Page 9. It is not the bird, but the nest that perishes. The nest is of matter. Of matter are nerves and veins. And in the arteries is the blood and the semen. This body of flesh is not permanent. It stinks if denied water for a single day. You cannot rely upon the human body. Mind takes form of thought. To replace gross thought by subtle thought is nirvikalpa samadhi, meaning <clears throat> the uh, non-interrupted or non, non-activity samadhi. I, I, we have to look at nirvikalpa again. Mind takes form of thought. To replace gross thought by subtle thought is nirvikalpa samadhi. To hold the bird in a cage, tie its feet, and teach it to, to talk is samadhi. Confine the mind in this cage of buddhi and learn within yourself. But to manipulate, like the turn of the key of the clock, holding the nose by the hand, this is a breath pr- pranayama breath practice, looking up, holding the breath, doing acrobatics, shows, and the like is no samadhi. Equality is the highest. In this world, they are mad after shadow, but few after the subtle, meaning few are mad or running for the subtle. Hardly one in a lakh, ten million, or two, has the true madness. For the rest, they have hundred, a hundred madnesses within a while. I want this, I want that. This is different, this is other, and so on. <clears throat> madness is nothing but fleeting ideas. Looseness is a madness. Solidity is a madness. There is a madness of those who have done sadhana, madness of jivan mukti, living liberation. There is also the madness of the gross in those who do not see, 
innumerable houses, diamonds, jewels, gold, lands. But these are not brought while coming, nor carried while passing, meaning when you're born and die. Page 10, and I will, let me just see something. couple more pages. The body neither exists nor departs. Who stays and does is the one doer. While coming out of the womb, it is breath alone that one brings. And breath it is that one leaves while going. Neither possessions nor fame are there where all is one. Differences are only here not there. The avadutta is the highest among men. Even the yogi or the sannyasi seeks for a siddhi, meaning a miracle or miraculous power. The avadutta seeks for none above seeking for miracles and powers. Sat with chit results in ananda, paramananda, Sri satchitananda. Paramananda is in the head. Brahmananda in the Brahmanadi in the head. Ananda, bliss. So sat meaning righteousness or truth. Chit meaning chitakash, chit or awareness or mind or, you know, <laughs> uh, pure consciousness, we could say, results in bliss. So uh, truth or righteous righteousness, righteous truth, truth and honesty, wisdom, sat. I mean, there are other translations with chit or um, pure consciousness results in ananda. Paramananda, Sri Satchitananda. Paramananda is in the head, Brahmananda in the Brahmanadi in the head. Ananda, bliss, ensues from Brahmananda added to Brahmananda. More and more is Paramananda. There is bliss, Ananda. Shivananda, the bliss of Shiva, when the Jivatman is in union with the Paramatman. There is Paramananda in the head, the Ananda or bliss of Jivan Mukti, the liberated soul, eternal Ananda, supreme Ananda, meaning bliss. He who gives up enjoyments and attains yoga, knowledge, is the true Yanin. Ananda or bliss, so he who gives up enjoyments and attains yoga, Yani or Yoga Yana, Yoga Yana, Yoga knowledge is the true Yanin, Yanin, the one who is the knower. Ananda, bliss, is not heard, it is attained. He who attains it is a Mahatma, meaning Maha Atman or Maha uh, Great Soul. One who sees only the stone and the earth does not become a Mahatma. He who perceives himself within himself is the real Mahatma. Mm-mm. The Avadutta has death at his command. He has no sense of the body. He is beyond the fourth state, Turiya. He is conscient, meaning aware, in the illumination of the fourth state. He is not thought aware. He is a Raja Yogi, not Hatha Yogi, meaning mind Yogi or knower no Yogi, not by physical movement gestures of hatha physical yoga 
living in the country, he delights in all. There is no separate awareness. He moves about. He has no hunger. He eats plenty of what he gets, but he does not ask for if he has none. To him are same, he who gives poison and he who gives milk, he who slaps and he who loves him. To the Avaduta, the universe is the father, universe is the mother, the world, the relation. The universe becomes himself, and himself, the universe, and all is in himself. Rechaka is the breath drawn upward. Kumbaka is the breath that is held. Puraka is the breath left deep within. All the three breaths, meaning Rechaka, breath drawn upward, Kumbaka, the breath held, Puraka, the breath left deep within. This is from pranayama, practice and sequence of breath control. All the three breaths are internal regulations within the body, none from outside. Thus, while practicing, the vayu, the wind, physical wind, moves in only one nadi, meaning uh, etheric channel. Then there is joy within. What brahmananda, brahma joy, bliss. There is then no thought of this world, there is only thought of the world beyond. This world refers to the individual jivatman. The world beyond refers to the union of the jivatman and the paramatman, the individual self and the supreme self. As all the small rivers and rivulets flow into the sea, so should the attention point or so should the attention point to the breath within. What is seen by the outer eye is false. That has an end. When the mind merges in the bindu and nada, it is the nirvakalpa samadhi. The attention then is confined to the ananda. Concentration in the middle of the tip of the nose, direction into the brahmarandra, revelation of the light of lights and eternal liberation, Beyond this is the true station of the mind, of the immobility, of the beyond, of the here. Here, page 12, here is the abode of the jiva, formless and partless. Beyond is seen the one in all, the mobile and the immobile. The immobile is the creator of the Vedas, Knowledge of the Empire, Lord of Liberation, Lord of the Empire. Status of mind is the mental man. Man is he who has mentation, meaning mental action. He who deliberates upon the truth is sannyasi, yogi. Even if he be a cobbler, paraya, he is so only in outer action. There is no distinction in the inner action. Pariahood is not after death. He who has pride and jealousy, who debates and argues, who criticizes others, he is the pariah. To cobble does not mean to stitch cloth. It really means to stitch by placing the chitta in the buddhi. The feminine and the masculine 
subtle thought is the masculine, the gross is the feminine, steadiness of buddhi leads to masculinity, the masculine becomes the feminine, the masculine and the feminine are distinctions in the outer conditions alone, in the inner subtle, if the intelligence and the knowledge are held to one locus, the feminine passes into the masculine. The body is a cave, in the cave dwells Atman. This dwelling shall lead to fulfillment. Externally, there are several parts, but subtly, all is one. Om, the Pranava. Pranava is what pervades the form. Om is what is without body, without form. And I'll leave the reading, straight reading at that, page 12. So I'm reading from the PDF, and that's the way I'm going to try to train myself to do it for the future, is to read uh, a portion, a, a block of pages. Uh, this was 12 pages, and... Um, How far down in the numberings? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure for now. We'll figure it out next time what the number, where I ended in terms of the numbering. Um, I must say this translation has power, and I do not believe the other ones do. Boom. And that's that. And so, this is a real deal translation, uh, as far as I can tell, meaning it is a superior translation. There is superior and inferior in the world of illusion, and even though relativity is illusory, there is illusory superiority and illusory um, inadequacy or additional distortion. You know, there's no distortion in the law of one, meaning there's no perfection either. Meaning there's no perfection and there's no distortion. Okay. And on the way <laughs> to full union between Jivatman and, and Paramatman, you see, that's the goal. You know, the law of one or attaining six density or Atman is not the goal. And the Buddhist critique that some Brahmins, particularly at the time of Gautama or even today, took Atmanic um, unified selfhood or apparently uh, boundless consciousness that is still subjective as the goal, mistakenly, that critique is valid, I think. But Nityananda is not talking about become the Atman. He's talking about merge Atman or Jeev Atman with Paramatman. Totally different. He's not talking about sixth density. He's talking about eighth density, as far as I can tell. So for those that critique uh, uh, Brahman, Brahmanic Vedantic traditions from a Buddhist perspective, which is often reasonable. Yeah, some Brahmins, some Vedantists um, mistakenly believe that Atman is the final terminal goal, but it isn't. Six density is not the goal, but it's the first goal. It's the next goal. It's not the terminal final goal. Even eighth density obviously isn't either, but... <laughs> Uh, the true life begins outside the octave, some may say. But uh, the goal that Nityananda is talking about is not 
becoming one. It's actually merging with the infinite. Merging the unified selfhood or unified beingness with infinity. So, working from the uh, Voice of the Self translation first, looking at other translations, going through the 12 pages, which I cannot do probably here in the next 30, well, maybe, I can say it's uh, 40 minutes down, 12 pages read. Let's see if I can go through much, many of the commentary, uh, much of the commentary on the 12 pages. So, um, bear in mind that as far as I can tell, all of these translations are uh, degrees of elaboration. Like in the first verse, the Yanin from MP Pandita, the the Yanin has no mind, his is the equal self. I imagine Nityananda said, Yanin, no man. Yanin, no manas. His equal self. No sleep, dream, susupti. His forever sleep. For him or him, no sun, moon, always sunrise. Light, um, bad shine, light, no shine, uh, sooted chimney. Mind, soot, remove. That's the kind of translation I like myself. I like. Yanin, no mind. His, equal self. No sleep, dream, or susupti, dreamless sleep. His, forever sleep. He, no sun, moon, always sunrise. Light, bad shine, or light, no shine, Sooted chimney. Mind soot. Remove. That's the one who kicks ass, you know? That man kicks ass who speaks, who knows that, that way. That's power. And all the others are dilly dandies. So, ya, um, complicated mind needs complicated teaching. <laughs> the mind that, that loves truth also will learn will will love the power of truth and the power of truth is metaphysical power it's intelligent energy it's real <laughs> prana it's prana that's all that's what kind of power we're talking about but there's not only the prana of breath in the body there's the prana power of the force of truth which is called you know will divine will or the um, aspect of god power uh, conveyed by truth, by words, uh, sound, you know, <laughs> what is a sound vibratory complex, as Ross said. Um, that um, carefully, uh, exactly, at best, um, resonates with uh, reality concept reality resonating thought speech <laughs> reality resonant uh, communication and that's called you know 
the man of little words. And so all these folks, um, MP Pandit was probably the least distorted of um, those that did these translations, in my opinion. And I think that's why Nityananda <laughs> went to him and gave him a, what appears to be a blessing during the translation from the, on the astral plane or a higher level. The Hatengi translation and the Ebdir version um, add lots of words. And I, I honestly, I imagine it was simply Yanin no mind, his equal self, or Yanin no mind, equal self. No sleep, dream, dreamless sleep, only eternal sleep. Him, no sun or moon, always sunrise. Light, po light bad, sooted chimney. Mind soot, remove. Boom. That's how we used to talk, you know, in the old days, before we had periods and commas. But, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Hatengi said, Yanis are mindless. To Yanis, all are the same. They have no slumber, no dreams, nor sleep. They are always in sleep. The sun and the moon are the same to them. To them, it's always sunrise, meaning always bright, clear. And, and here's where somebody where it's helpful. The glass of the chimney lamp, when covered with carbon, is not transparent. Similarly, the carbon of the mind should be removed. <laughs> the, the, those uh, dozen words or so came probably out of chimney lamp, uh, sooted, uh, obscured. Mind, soot, remove. You know... People, they're just, they're just, <laughs> if you're stuck in a little, you know, when the third chakra is blocked, then there is um, incessant personalizing. Incessant personalizing. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Incessant personalizing. There's no reason to say similarly. Nityananda didn't say, similarly, the carbon of the mind should be removed. Nityananda didn't say that at all. Of course, similarly is implied, and yes, that's true, but he didn't say it. So translators thinking that you need my help. Oh, you need my help. You need my help. <laughs> so commonly people think that. You need my help because I'm important and I want to make sure that you know that I'm important so that I reinforce my sense that I'm important because actually I doubt it and I'm not really sure and that's why I want you to reaffirm it for me, actually. So, <laughs> uh, a distorted expression commonly uh, is based in a compensatory, distorted, psychological basis. So the distorted expression of superiority complex or presumption, right? Presumption that you need me comes from inadequacy. <laughs> commonly, psychologically, psychologically speaking. The, it's uh, the expression of presumed authority is a compensatory expression for a deep mind um, sense of inadequacy, inferiority, um, and self-doubt, commonly. Uh, so, <laughs> if you want to see the, the cause um, reverse the effect, consider distorted expression as compensatory to... Um, 
deep mind distorted polarized um, uh, psychological condition or psychological blockage psychological distortion so distorted expression as polarized compensatory as compensatory to the polar opposite distortion found subconscious something like that so anyway the yani the knower doesn't uh, get stuck in manas um the yani the knower um sees sees um, the unity sees what unity there is now nichinata did not treat everybody the same but um treating them distinctly or differently uniquely each um was done apparently in this uh awareness of unity that's what it means by his is the equal self so all you know, again <laughs> this translation says all are the same in the ebdir um, rendering of the voice of the self translation he wrote everything is the same to yani's everything the same well no <laughs> so you see translations make trouble be, be careful of spiritual teachers me too be careful of me better you know depend on yourself the uh, best outer guru not me but a true guru physically is um causal but effectual is the inner guru achieving effect is the inner so uh, service is only effective to the degree it is requested or um the outer gift is um only as precious as the inner transformation it uh triggers so yanin no mind yanin all same or his is the eternal uh, his is the equal self in any case <laughs> equal it made it it equal self meaning uh all you know just like ross said self and other self where where it was useful <laughs> this uh, first verse alternate versions is that it's not like like um Hatengi said the glass of the chimney lamp when covered with carbon isn't transparent. Um there was one version somewhere that sort of talked about chimney and I thought you mean that rock tube in the middle of my house called chimney? No, it's chimney lamp. In any case, the, yeah, it was it was this. It Yonanda may well have just said chimney. Where translations that are I think excessive can also be helpful is to clarify that chimney does not mean the rock chimney it means ch- the lamp the chimney lamp a lamp that has the the upward form like a chimney anyway soot on mind remove verse 2 about the three um main nadis so shamna ida pingala uh that's what the transformation of seven chakras is all about where they meet actually is is it in the fourth chakra or behind the sixth chakra it's actually behind the sixth so the caduceus the hermetic hermes caduceus in medicine western medicine is considered to be a symbolic representation of these three channels central staff 
and two snakes winding around them. The snakes are simply a, you know, anthro animalization or animal symbolism of uh, Ida Pingala that circle around Susumna. And so that's the um, cosmic numerics of three and seven. The way of unifying the seven is via the three. Uh, working with the three, we re working by the three upon the seven, we return to one. And then the one returns to source, which is called infinity or boundlessness or unbinding. So working through the three, we transform the seven, returning to the one to merge with the boundless. Then, where they meet is the region of ether in the heart, and that's Hridayakasha, or Hridayakash, or Hridayakash, Hridayakash. Hridaya means heart. Akash is space, or ether, or field, or, you know, the Akashic record is the record of Akash. What is Akash? In this case, in that case, it's really astral, an astral substance but it really means ether or field or space. So, jiddakash, a heart space or heart ether or heart field. But I think it's actually behind the sixth chakra. Then you hear different sounds of uh, bindu or the drop, uh, and that's the many sounds are known as one. Page two, I'm going to again, based on the voice of the self-translation, Page two, like camphor in the fire, mind dissolve in Atman. By way of um, mind of manas controlled by by buddhi, uh, the lower mind controlled by higher mind control doesn't mean manipulation. It means regulated or subservient to. Like Nijinanda saying that um, buddhi is king and manas minister. And so this notion of um, dissolving mind, you know. Buddhists talk about there was a whole school, there's a whole book, Buddhist, I think it's Chan, maybe Chinese or Japanese, on having no head. Means the, the tradition of Buddhism saying no mind, that uh, yanis are mindless. It means that the uh, they uh, are not blocked, they're, they're not attached to discriminative, discriminative differentiating mental function, manas. They're not stuck in samkara. They're not, they don't believe in fabrications and fashionings, fourth skanda, fourth kanda, sankara, samskara, the compositing, fabricating, fashioning, compounding mental process, mentation. You know, by the way, I think the only other place I've seen, I often use this word mentation. Uh, this is the first time I've ever seen anybody use the word mentation, other than wherever I originally read it. So... These guys, I think like they, <laughs> the Indians in uh, Manipur in 1962. When I was, it's a secret, sorry, but when I was in high school, for some reason I had some feeling for uh, Mangalore. Not Bangalore, Mangalore. Why? Well, <laughs> uh, I guess, uh, you know, uh, I remembered or I didn't forget. So, not that I'm Nityananda, no, 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 but I think I knew, I think I knew <laughs> what was going on um, before I came in and as he was going out. And that doesn't mean I'm special, it just means I think that's why I'm, I feel love to read this.
and I can see the power of um, Pandit's translation. It's t totally, it's really in another class. Uh, and even this could be cut down much more. Uh, so then, going on, page two, first light and light blaze, all malformation consumed. Uh, what that, uh, that seems to be akin to uh, verse four. Uh, well, it's related to verse four. Camphor as consumed in flames of fire, mind consumed by soul fire. Absolutely, Nityananda never said soul fire. Never. <laughs> you don't even think about that. And so, bad translation from Hatengi? Mm, I don't know. While uh, Ebdir translation says, just as camphor consumed by fire, also manas consumed by Atman. Good. So it's not mind consumed by soul fire. You see, translations um, like mainstream media <laughs> are good for those who look no further. And I, you know, I'm not uh, going to become a Sanskrit scholar or Kannada language, South India language scholar. So I have to rely on a translation. But I definitely want the best or the cleanest or the most authentic. And even that I know is, um, uh, is additive, has uh, additives and preservatives. <laughs> there are additives and preservatives or additive preservatives or additive adjuncts or adjuvants, adjuvicants or something that they, the translator thinks you need or he or her loves to add for themselves. Mind consumed by soul fire sounds fine, but actually it's probably closer that it's a manas burned out by Atman, which really means the, the discriminating, critical, judgmental, um, nitpicking, attached aversion and grasping and aversion and ignorance, three poisons-based mental function burned away by awareness of unity or beingness, which really is burned heavily at Sotapanna, um, although it's not finished. So it's not soul fire, it's Atman. Um, the um, Let me just see something. Yeah, there's some strange differences, I must say, in these translations. Uh, this, this, uh, after the talking about the coconut, there's MP Pandit's translation. First, the light, and in the blaze of that light is consumed all malformation. That's where. <laughs> that's actually. Um, in the Hatengi version says, the first is light, and by that light, all vices are consumed. Well, malformation is a different, a little bit different than vices. <laughs> vices gets into the judgmental, the implied judgmentalism that says virtue vice. Nothing wrong with that. There is distortion, non-distortion. But uh, it, to use the word malformation is quite interesting. So you can call it a vice, or you can call it a derivative of the three poisons or three uh, unwholesome roots. 
um, grasping aversion, ignorance, or greed and elaboration and unnecessary elaboration, aversion, hating, rejection, suppression, avoidance, <clears throat> and ignorance or um, self-entangling, mind entangling. You can say that that's consumed more fully by um, light, but actually um, it's Atman that does that consumption. And, that, and, and in, a many, in many ways, in my understanding, very limited, the longer one can dwell in samadhi, uh, in quiet mind, the more one is all in alignment with higher self. Doesn't mean omniscient, but it certainly means stillness and a kind of unitive mind uh, configuration. Unitive meaning silence of mind at a steady state, as Ra said, holding the mind steady in the light, as Bailey said. So samadhi, calm abiding, concentrated, non-proliferation, no, not heavy thinking, uh, still stable, aware. Um, able to discriminate. Discriminate in the sense means wisdom, discernment. Discriminate meaning, okay, there's a sound, it arises, now it passes away. Or now I'm stuck in thought and I'll return to breath. <laughs> or um, uh, nothing is substantial, actually. All that arises in awareness is actually insubstantial, meaning anatta, including any I or identity. That can be discerned as well. So, all right, um, from Hatengi, number eight, a man or a woman should be educated. What is education? It's so clear that this is not Nityananda's voice. <laughs> he didn't say, a man or a woman, he's coming out of trance, you know? He's in some kind of ecstatic state. He's not giving a lecture. Anyway, Hatengi said, eight, a man or a woman should be educated. What is education? Jiva should know the secret that he is the Paramatman, meaning the true nature of Atman is the Logos. Right. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Pandit's version is very straightforward, really. Um, if I can find the place. Acquire knowledge. <laughs> right. Well, well <laughs> I think he said, a man or woman should be educated. Why do they even do that? I don't get it. Why? I, I'm not, you know, that tangled. That I can't understand adding like that. It's so disrespectful. They don't even think they're disrespectful. Maybe Hatengi's a sweet guy. But it's, I think it's disrespectful to the teacher. I'm sure that was about as close to, to the original as possible. Acquire knowledge. Gain knowledge. Or internal knowledge. <laughs> Input knowledge. And Hatengi writes, a man or a woman should be educated. Really? No? Really? And then, uh, while Ebdir says, knowledge has to be acquired. What is such knowledge? And so, the original was probably, um, Yana, get Yana. <laughs> Get yala, get yana. What yana? Jivatman, mystery paramatman. Paramatman in jivatman. Perceive subtle in gross, or seeing subtle in gross, 
real moksha, sat moksha, sat mukti, sat mukti. See, subtle, inside gross, sat mukti. That's it. <laughs> Actually, most people can, many people, I guess not most, I don't know. I don't know, you know. Many people, more than one would think, can rise and pull themselves up to a higher level if you give them the chance. And if you go to their level, you keep them at that level until they leave you, who imagines that you should go down to their level or go make it easy for them. You make it easy for them, you keep them unable to go beyond the easy. Or you facilitate them remaining with the easy. Um, <laughs> uh, offer, uh, I would say, um, simplify to the easy. Um, facilitate attachment at the easy. Facilitate or, or retard progress beyond easy. Yeah, I think so. So, acquire knowledge. What knowledge? Um, mystery of Paramatman or Jivatman knowing Paramatman mystery. Meaning, what is that mystery? The mystery is <laughs> Paramatman inside Jivatman. Meaning, God is in the self. The kingdom of heaven is within. So, uh, all is the one. You are. You are love light. You are. That's the law of one. Paramatman inside Jivatman. It means, you know, the, the, the capital S self is inside the delusive, illusory, vijnana, distorted, ignorance-based, small s self. So, Paramatman is inside Atman or Jivatman. And so, <laughs> human is a sub-logos or logos or source or true nature is source. Perceive subtle in gross satmokti. Yes, I think so. <laughs> then, uh, replace gross sleep by subtle sleep. Sleep in parayama. Um, yeah. This one uh, from Ibdir said, one has to avoid, thank you, teacher, one has to avoid the gross sleep and sleep in the subtle. In the breath within breath, one has to sleep. Right. In the breath within breath, sleep. Sleep, and so it's very interesting though. Uh, breath within breath, sleep, one, uh, uh, sleep, breath within breath was perhaps the original. However, uh, um, Pandit's version said, uh, sleep and regulation of the breath. So what, you're doing pranayama all night long? I think what Nityananda meant was um, put to rest and sleep the discriminative mind, the, the monastic function. Uh, put manas, manas to sleep by way of buddhi and pranayama. Or by way of pranayama, regulation of breath. One may um, put to sleep the um, avidya-based manas so that buddhi controls or leads. Control is just another word for lead sometimes. So 
um, where Atman uses Buddhi freely while Manas is sleeping by way of Pranayama. <laughs> eh? Could be that. Breathe upward, breath upward, meaning the, the ascending breath, is like the hand of the clock. It turns within from within. So that's the ascending, you know, upward spiraling light. It's upward, going upward, breath upward. Spiraling turns or spirals. In fact, I, I bet the original word is closer to spiral than turn, but I don't blame Pandit at all. It turns within from within, or I'd say it spirals within within. It's not a physical breath, you say. This is prana. Then is the world seen within oneself. Oh, the outer is seen as the inner, or the outer and inner is one. There is no outer, there is no, um, no longer a perception of a hard line between what's called outer and inner. Uh, the object, uh, objective has become subjective. The subjective has become objective. The subjective, the apparent, the previously <laughs> avidya-based, separative subjective, um, merges into the uh, non-dual or um, universal, uh, objectively, uh, objective, sub objective awareness. Or I guess I was on a way to say it. Universal awareness. You can say that there's no more subject-object, but you can also say before there's no subject-object, meaning there's awareness, right? Naked awareness. Non-grasping attentiveness is uh, sati, anapanasati, mindfulness. That's the way to that. A non, you know, sati is the way to non-duality, very much. And that's where Webu Sayadaw was coming from, I believe. I think he was absolutely right, that if you sit in samadhi, if you sit in mindfulness-based samadhi, vipassana, long enough, not falling into higher trances, everything will fall away. And then uh, duality will be finished. And I think that's absolutely right, because um, non-grasping attentiveness is ultimately um, non -sub is freeing awareness from the identification with body-mind then the world is seen within oneself and the world is seen as oneself and oneself is known as all right this is the law of one <laughs> same same but the real goal is not six density it's the ending of the octave <clears throat> so the subtle sky is seen within oneself same uh, reflection of sky seen in the water kept in an earthen pot it's basically sky reflection in water, earthen pot water. <laughs> so, in, in self. So, as for uh, the body, it's uh, golden or earthen, doesn't matter, the dog eats it. Meaning, it just doesn't matter what the body condition. The body is secondary, and that's, you know, there is, absolutely, people get into distortions all along with this, but, um, there must be a clear distinction between, at least in awareness, it doesn't mean controlling body or hurting body or neglecting body or rejecting desires even. You know, do your own thing. But but uh, 
the one who speaks is not this body. <laughs> Clearly, you got to know that. So, um, light of the sun reflected in salt water. So too, it's seen all over in the tank on the hill, the Akroli. To see merely with the eyes of little's use, it should be secured by secured in hand. <laughs> uh, meaning, one must be practical. And again, a lot of all of these verses were uttered in relation to the people, the disciples in the in the room. He was he, he was certainly very aware of the subconscious or mental process of the people, the devotees around him. And in many cases, um, he's making comments not only out of uh, ecstatic. Um, Gnosis, revelation, he's revealing his gnosis, his uh, vision of uh, what attainment is. Uh, but he's also talking in indirect ways uh, to the pro personal process of devotees. And um, to keep in mind, this is between 1922-27 or so. Nityananda was in his mid-20s, basically 25 to 30 or if this is 22 to 27, 1922, 27, we're talking about what? Nikananda's born in 1896, so 4 to 22, 20. So he's, um, what? 24 to 31? Something like that, 24 to 31. Um, he's in his, the second half of the 20s. He's in his mid-20s, mid-late 20s. So he's approaching his Saturn return, <laughs> but that didn't matter, I think. But he was in really <clears throat> in a very high that that this is a very high state, and um, sometimes uh, he's talking directly, practically to them. So anyway, seeing is not valuable if you can't put into practice. It should be secured in the hand, <clears throat> and uh, the tree is a central holding. <laughs> there's the outer, there's the inner, there's the impermanent, and there's that which lasts longer, and. In terms of the great work, this uh, I think it's very clear. Mind, manas, is like stick. Manas stick, rub, uh, buddhi, rub on buddhi, uh, attain jivan mukti. Freedom of jivan mukti is jivan mukti. Jivan means soul, or mukti means freedom or liberation. So, jivan mukti freedom comes from uh, the lower burned out by the higher mind by pranayama and by guru love and um, virtue, yamaniyama, <laughs> uh, ethical conduct, and samadhi, and long practice. Um, but as he got older, he was not really teaching pranayama much. And that's also interesting. He matured, obviously, in the 30 years from the mid-20s, his mid-20s, the world's mid-20s, 1920s. He matured and um, changed his approach of teaching to some degree, much less, um, uh, much much less of this happened later, it seems. So anyway, that that's it for today. It'll just go on and on and on. Uh, there's no uh, shortage of um, light, pearls of light here. Next time, and I think I'm going to try to keep myself to this pattern. Uh, read um, maybe a dozen pages and then reverse and do commentary from the three translations on those 12 pages. Next time, 
we'll start in the middle here of uh, PDF page 3, Voice of the Self. Give up notions of honor and pride. Give up the sense of the body. So we'll look at that. And so middle of page 3 and move through to complete the commentary on the first 12 pages. So I hope that's helpful to you. Um, thank you for all to all involved here. Please take good care of yourselves. See you next time, and good night.